You are listening to the Embassy Church Podcast, and here is today's message. This is who God is. He is strong. He is love. He breaks open prison doors. He redeems, he restores. This is who he is. I know a lot of us, a lot of us have been looking at the, the past year and a lot of us are thinking how, how miserable it is. It, it wasn't for me, I get that. It was a great year for me. But a lot of it, that wasn't the case for a lot of people. And I'm here to tell you that God is love. He is strong. He redeems and he restores. And whatever, whatever happened to you last year, Today, this 2021, it's a new year. If God's mercies are new every day, his mercies are new every year as well. Don't take yesterday into today. Don't take last year into this year. That's good. Thank you. I just want to start just, uh, just by praying. Um, so if, um, if you could just for a second, just put your dishes down. <laughs> I know you do this because I am an online pastor. I do it every once in a while myself. Um, just, let's just focus on God just for a second. Put all of our attention on God. Father God, we know your nature. We know you are good. You are strong. You have our best intentions at heart. Every time that you move, it's for our good. And even when it's not you, when something happens that isn't you, God, you turn it for our good. Yeah. And so God, today, today as I speak, I just pray that your words come out of my mouth. I pray that if I say something that isn't you, that people forget it. I, make, I pray that you make what I say without you easily forgettable. But I pray that whatever you say through me sticks and stands. God, I don't want to do this without you. I can't do this without you. So I just want to thank you for being here. God, I pray that your presence just sits over everyone listening in their homes. Whether their kids are running around, I'm distracting them. God, I pray that you, you, you speak to them what they need to hear this week. In Jesus' name. So today, um, God's really been talking to me about um, giving him my yes. Um, about not really caring about what's going on around me, but making sure that he is the reason I'm doing what I'm doing. Jesus. Yeah. Lots of times giving him our yes looks a lot like giving him our no as well. And what I mean with this is lots of times what we say yes to actually disqualifies us from a lot of different things. But what we say no to actually will qualify us for something. If I wanted to date someone um, by saying yes to one person, I'm saying no to everyone else. And so when you give God your yes, you're actually saying no to everything that is not God. Anything that looks good but isn't God Anything that, that, that people are like, man, that's a great thing for you to do. If it isn't what God wants you to do, 
you need to stop what you're doing, put that down, and go to God and figure out what, God, what you're supposed to be doing. Our no is just as important as our yes. Um, 1 Samuel uh, 15, 22 um, is King Saul. He's at a, he's, and this is a, this is a verse, um, and it's, it's right after a battle that King Saul had fought. And he was, he was sitting there waiting for, waiting for the prophet Samuel to show up. And, and he waited for a substantial amount of time. Like, if I was here and I was waiting for Megan to show up, uh, after about three hours, I'd probably go home. But Saul was told to stay in, stay in battle lines and wait for the prophet to show up. And after, I think, I believe it was seven days, he went home. No, he, he fought the battle anyway, sorry. He sacrificed, he made a sacrifice to God, which was Samuel's job, not the king's job. It was the prophet's job. And he went into the battle anyways. And Samuel has choice words for him in, uh, in 1 Samuel um, 15, um, Can you just put it up here for me? It says, Samuel, and Samuel said, has the Lord has great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord. Behold, obey, to obey is better than sacrifice and to heed than the fat, rams, fat of rams. When you give God yes, when you give God your yes, sometimes it changes what you can do. When, when Saul was, gave God his yes, it actually disqualified him because he chose to obey God it disqualified him from being able to make the sac- that sacrifice. That sacrifice was for the prophets. And so whenever you make a yes, just know that there are things that, that disqualifies you. Again, if, I, if I'm going to date someone, it qual- disqualifies me from, 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 from having that kind of relationship with any other girl. So I encourage you to give God your yes. In, in Judges 6 is a story of Gideon, and it's another person who gave God his yes. Um, and I'm not going to turn there today. I'm just going to kind of tell you this story because it's actually one of my favorite stories. So Gideon was the least of his family. He was the least of his tribe, and his tribe was the least of Israel. So he's basically the worst of everybody. And God finds him in the threshing floor. He, so he's, so sorry, he's, he's doing wheat, he's, he's harvesting wheat, and he's, and he's threshing the wheat, and, and he's doing it in a, uh, he's doing it inside because he's scared that, that, that someone is going to see him, um, and they're going to attack him, because the, that's where, that's what the, the area was like at the time. And Gideon is approached by an angel, and the angel says, you're a mighty man of valor, and, uh, and God's going to use you mightily, basically. And of course, Gideon, like a lot of people would say, who am I that God's going to use me? And I find it funny that all throughout the Bible, you get a whole bunch of people who are going to say, who am I for this? Who am I that God would do this? Mary was, who am I that God would choose me to carry the Savior? Zechariah is like, who, who, is like, who am I that I'm so old that God could do this miracle through me? And there was a heart attitude difference with one, you can ask, who am I? And say, God, who am I? You have my yes, but who do you see me as I am? Who am I that you would do this? And then there's another hard attitude on this side that says, who am I? That's like, that can't happen. 
like no good can come out of Nazareth. <laughs> like who, who am I that this could possibly happen? And I feel like there's some people after 2020 that they're really looking and saying, well, like these promises of God, these promises that says that he will move mountains for my sake, that he will open prison doors, that he will break me out of prison, my prison of my shame, of my guilt, of my stress and my anxiety. And we've got this, this thing that says, well, who am I? I, I need to work through this. This is, this is something I need to grind through. It I take years. But let me tell you that God is a miracle maker. God is a miracle worker. And if, there is, if he has never done a miracle like what you need, he will create a miracle for what you need because he loves you that much. Even today, even today, I want you to, if, you, if you're needing a healing right now, actually, I want you to actually to test it out right now. Look at how much pain, think about how much pain you had before, and I want you to test out right now, and I want you to, to comment on the, on the live stream that it's healed. Because our testimonies breed faith. And so who are you? You are the one that God loves enough to create a miracle for. Um, I want to go to, uh, to Exodus 3, verse, um, uh, verse 3. So this is a story of Moses. Um, Moses is... Moses is a miracle that he's still alive at this point. Um, when he was a kid, his mom was like, I want my son to live. And so she made a basket and put him in the Nile River and God directed him to the Pharaoh's house. He... he <laughs> He grows up learning the world system, the way the, the way that Egypt does things. He grows up, he grows up, yes, he learns a little bit about God, but he, he knows, but he becomes like the Pharaoh's son. That's who he becomes. And, and so then he sees an injustice that occurs. Um, and this is all in chapters one and two. If you want, you can go read it. Um, but he sees an injustice occur and he tries to step in to be the social justice warrior. Um, and he actually makes things worse. He ends up killing a guy and he has to run. He has to run away from Egypt. And he was 40 years old when that happened. And so he runs away from Egypt, goes to, goes to Midian, um, where he serves his, his father-in-law as a shepherd. And he shepherds sheep for 40 years. So we're picking up the story where he's 80 years old. And um, I, I like to write scripts. And this is what I call the prologue. The prologue is him anything before 80 years old. That's the prologue. That's before, that's before the setup happens. And so I don't care how old you are. So if you give your yes to God, that's when your story starts. I don't care if you're, if, you're five, if you're five years old or you're 85 years old. If your story starts when you give your yes to God, anything before that is a prologue. And then God will take you into the setup. This setup here is Moses is a shepherd now. He's 80 years old, and he sees a burning bush that doesn't burn down. Um, and so God creates a miracle just to get his attention. And I feel like even now, there's a lot of miracles that we see that we take for granted. Um, I've been really blessed. Um, I see a lot of miracles on the everyday. Um, it's, it's really cool. God has really been good to me. And that's probably why my 2020 was good, is because God made miracle after miracle after miracle after miracle happen. But I want to focus on one miracle that I saw happen even in the last couple of weeks. Um, my best friend's dad, Cliff. Um, we all, a lot of us know what happened, um, but he had a heart attack. Um, and 
and I, I, most of this information, I haven't had a chance to talk to Cliff personally yet, so most of this is secondhand, but Cliff had a heart attack and died. And then a week later, he's at home with no loss of brain function, with he's perfectly fine, he can move just as well as he did before. And this doesn't happen. Even the cardiologist said that was a miracle. And I think there's a lot of people who are looking at that and saying, well, that's Cliff. And yeah, that is Cliff, and I'm so thankful that it was Cliff. But that's also you. Because God doesn't do something for one person and then disclude you for another. The miracle that you're looking for, God has for you, but he's looking for your yes. He's looking for your, yeah, I'm going to believe that. Or even if, it, if it's someone, like, if it's, if it's your mom or something like that, and she needs a miracle, use your yes for her. And miracles will happen. So Moses sees this, this burning bush, and he, and it says in verse 3, it's a, in the New King James Version, it says, then Moses said, I will turn aside and see this great sight, why the bush does not burn. This is his first yes, by the way. It's something as simple as, oh, look, there's a miracle. Huh, I'm just going to like shift and I'm going to, I'm going to walk, I'm going to keep an eye on what I'm supposed to do, but I'm going to, I'm going to look at this miracle over here and I'm just going to admire the miracle and I'm going to, I'm going to watch what God does. And that's his first yes, literally just stepping aside and saying, you know, let's see what happens. It's a miracle. And so when the Lord saw that he, this is the next verse. So when the Lord saw that he turned aside to look, God called him from the midst and said, Moses, Moses. And Moses said, here I am. And this is another, another yes. And then we go down a little bit further. God says, hey, I need you to do something for me. Uh, I need you to go and, and free my people. You know, small little task. That doesn't take a whole lot of effort. Um, that's sarcasm, just so you know. Um, but Moses, and so we go into verse 11 here. And Moses said to God, Who am I that, the, that I should go to Pharaoh and that I should bring the children of Israel out of, out of Egypt? Another person saying, Who am I? And God doesn't actually answer it. God deflects it a bit because he doesn't care so much who you are as much as, what, as the yes that you've given him. And he said, but he says, I will certainly be with you. And this sign shall be to you that I have sent to you. Sorry, and this, sign shall, and this shall be a sign to you that I've sent you, that when you brought the people out of Egypt, you shall serve on this mountain. You will serve God on this mountain. I find it really interesting here, and, and maybe this is just like a, a side thing that I get excited about. God's sign wasn't before he acted. So he's going in there, and God's like, you know, I'm going to do this for you. And the sign that I sent you is going to be, you're going to come back to this place and worship and serve me here at this place. It's not, it's, he doesn't give the, the plagues as a sign. He says, your sign that I sent you will be that you will return here and serve me. I, I love that because it's like, I'm, I'm the kind of guy that's like, I'm going to take my jacket off and put it on the ground and, and ask God to put dew on it, and I'm going to sit there and watch. And I'm going to see what signs God gives me. Sometimes you don't get a sign. You just get the word from God, and you, need to, you, and you have to give him your yes. But Moses responds and says, okay, but when I come to the children of Israel and say to them, you know, the God of your fathers has sent me to you, and when they say, oh, what's his name? What shall I say to them? And this is what I love, is God says, I am who I am. And thus you shall say to the children of Israel that I am has sent me to you. 
What I love about what God says here is God's identity, we cannot say our identity without first, thing, first saying God's identity. If I'm like a couple, a little bit ago, I said uh, that I, I am a writer or I am an actor, I am a preacher, I am a worshiper. You can't say your identity without first putting God's identity. And God's identity, for the record, comes before yours, unless you're Yoda. But God's identity should come before yours because who you're with, the person, the God that you gave your yes to, the fact that he's with you is what gives you your identity. And so we go throughout this story, a little, even, we, go, we go even further through the story and, and Moses is like, okay, um, I, I stutter. I, Moses, <laughs> Moses is doing a lot like what I do when people ask me to take, uh, to take some responsibility. I'm like, I'm not qualified for this and this is why, boom, 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 boom. And they're like, yeah, okay, we don't care, generally. Um, but Moses does the exact same thing. He's like, I'm not qualified for this. And God's like, well, you know, I've got your yes, you're still here, so you're qualified. There's a lot of people who are like, I'm going to church, but I'm not qualified to serve. I'm going to church, I'm not qualified to, to, to do whatever you feel like, or even whatever you've been asked to do. There's a lot of you who feel like, you know, I'm not qualified to step out in faith. I'm not qualified to move, to take this mountain. Uh, there's a story in the Old Testament, and I, I'm just kind of, I know I'm kind of jumping around here. There's a story in the Old Testament with Joshua and Caleb, and they come into the promised land. And Joshua and Caleb is, I don't know how old he is, but I know he's old. Um, but he sits there, I can't remember, I think, I think it was some 80-some years old, and he looks and he's like, that mountain, that one's mine. He has all of the things, all of the qualities that we would say, you can't take that mountain, you're not young anymore, you can't fight, you can't do this, you can't do that, you can't do this. But what he can do is he can believe. And he can take God at his word and give God his yes and take that mountain. And there are mountains in your life because yes, 2020 had a lot of mountains, but just because we crossed a day into 2021 doesn't mean your mountains disappeared. In fact, there's a lot of points where your mountains are actually becoming bigger because you decided I'm gonna sit at home and do nothing and I'm not gonna fight, I'm not gonna have a relationship with God, I'm gonna sit at home and do nothing. And so your mountain grows. It doesn't actually grow, but you shrink. And so because you're not growing, so faith is, a use it kind of thing. When you use it, it grows. When you use it, you have a testimony and that testimony helps you grow. And we defeat the enemy. We defeat the enemy on the mountains in Revelation says by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. If we don't have testimonies of what God's done, then we need to believe God to do some smaller stuff. Not maybe, maybe don't jump out and be like, Hey, I'm going to go and, uh, I'm going to go and run for, for run for prime minister. You know, maybe you want to try something a little less, maybe like maybe a city councillor. But when we have, when we have these, these small testimonies, they build into bigger testimonies. Billy Graham didn't start preaching in a stadium. He started preaching with what God gave him. The Catherine Kuhlman didn't, didn't preach, didn't do these amazing miracle crusades right up front. She went and preached, I believe, I can't remember the story exactly, but she went and preached in her local library. She's, she started believing that God would move if she stepped out and gave him her yes. And now there's many people where, where when you say, who is your hero for Christ? And they're like, well, Catherine Kuhlman or, or Billy Graham. 
John G. Lake. There's all of these heroes, but they, they, they gave God their yes and didn't take it back. There is a, we've, 2020 was a year of setup. Um, I, I like to call it act one of our story. We have been praying for revival constantly, constantly, constantly praying for revival for as long as I can remember in this church. I remember being, being 12 years old, 10 years old, and, and praying for revival, and praying for revival, asking God to shake our nation, to create a move of God that he can, that he can, that he can take and just completely transform who we are as a nation. Sometimes we ask for fire and we don't, ask, we don't know what we're asking for. And you can have whatever opinions you want on, on 2020, but I believe it was a year of setup. Because we have our status quos that we go. Just like in any story, the story starts with the, your hero, the hero's journey. The hero is sitting in his status quo. Um, I, 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 love, I love Iron Man, so I'll use Iron Man as an instance. As, for instance, he's, he's a weapons manufacturer, and this is his status quo where he's just, he's going out and he's doing what he always does. But then his world gets turned upside down, and he's got a decision to make. Does he, does he do what he believes he was called to do, or does he sit and cower? Those are his only options. And after 2020, our status quo got interrupted rather drastically. Um, in March, we all know what happened because I'm one of, what, 10 people in this room? We all know what happened. We, didn't get to, we don't get to come to church and see everybody all at once anymore. I'm lucky just to be in the province visiting my family. Our status quo was interrupted. But the great thing about interrupting the status quo is now we have a decision to make. We can either, <laughs> we call this the, the discussion in, in scripts, where you spend like 12 or 13 pages discuss, where the character is discussing, hey, like Luke Skywalker, am I gonna stay, on ta am I gonna stay with my auntie and uncle or am I gonna go and, 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 and go on an adventure? Because God has an adventure for you. He has an adventure for you, but you have to make that choice of whether you're actually going to go on the adventure or whether you're going to maintain the status quo that you had before this. And that is the, that is the decision between, that is the difference between giving God your yes and giving God your no. God can still use you when you're in your status quo. But there is a ceiling that your yes says. That your yes says, hey, I can only go this far because of my time commitments, of, of this, of that, of this, of that. And God's saying that your time commitments, he'll take care of it if you give him your yes. So I want to say, just say, what has God given you today? What has God given you today that, is, that you are supposed to say yes to? What promises do you, are you standing on right now that you can see a miracle unfold? Now, miracles don't always happen immediately. I know that we like to say, hey, do you know what? I, when, I, when I first saw, the first thing that I designated as a miracle was I saw someone's Achilles heel get immediately healed. He ruptured his Achilles heel on Thursday and it got healed when I prayed for him on Saturday. That was the first miracle that I'd ever, heard, I'd ever seen. Maybe it was Friday night. But that was the first time. Now, I saw that happen instantaneously. It was, he had, he was an eight out of 10 on the pain scale and then it completely went down to a zero. 
It was the first time I'd ever prayed for someone and seen them healed. But not all healings occur that way. When I prayed for Cliff, it was, what, five days, six days before he went home, three days before he woke up? Yet the doctor still called it a miracle. And that was a medical miracle. That wasn't something that I'm saying is a miracle. We can't just simply say that miracles are this thing that happens instantaneously because it actually removes all the things that God's doing in our lives. I have a miracle that I'm believing for. And it's little by little. I'm not, I'm I like, if God, if God, I want, I want to see, I want to be completely out of debt. That's, that's what I'm believing for right now. And if God does it in, in, in over five, 10 years, or if God does it in, in someone in, in one day, it makes no difference to me. I'm going to praise God whether it happens in one day or in 10 years. It makes no difference because God will come through. And so you have so many miracles that you could believe God for, whether financial, whether, whether a medical, whether family miracles, relationship miracles, whether you're dealing with a lot of shame and guilt that you're, that you're going after, that you want to see gone. Miracles happen and they happen to you. Remember to give God the glory and don't forget about it. Because those testimonies are what build you up for something bigger next time. And that's why you'll see me when I'm, when I'm doing my online typing of the, on the Embassy Church page, on the Embassy Church page that I think Adam's doing today, because I'm here. Um, you'll see that I'm always looking for testimonies and miracles. I'm always looking to see what God's doing in your lives. Because if, if, you, can, if you can post what God's doing in your life, someone else can grab that and say, hey, God did it for someone else, he can do it for me. There was a, um, I remember I was at a, at a church in, uh, in California, and um, yeah, I was at a church in California, and I, I heard someone give a testimony of $1,000 was given to them, and you probably, if you've heard other videos, I probably said this before, and I was like, okay, whatever, that's really cool for them, and, and then they preached that the $1,000 testimony, if you stand on it and you take it as your own, that God can do it for you. Um, and so I did that. I stood on it and I was like, okay, God, um, I need this thousand dollars for whatever reason at the time. I don't actually remember. And within a month, someone gave me a thousand dollars, not Canadian, but a thousand dollars in the currency of the testimony that I heard it in, which was American, which was about $1,300 ish. I can't remember exactly how much it was. And then I said that testimony and two more people got a thousand dollar testimonies. Because testimonies create chains, but we don't follow them generally. We don't say, oh, hey, I gave that testimony, and now I want to see if it happened for anyone else. I, I get excited about my testimony, but for some, for some reason, I'm not as excited about someone else's. But someone else getting that testimony means that there's more, te that, that there's more power to that testimony. Um, and so, but all this starts with us giving, us giving our yes to God. All of this starts with God saying, hey, why don't you do this? And you're like, okay, yeah, I can do that. I can, I can go, I can serve on the, on the children's church team or the media team, or I don't know what's actually functioning right now. Um, terrible, but this is what happens when I live in another province. There's always places to serve. 
And, and, I'm, and there's always places where God's called you. And so I want to just encourage you to give your yes to God. There's a lot of, um, I, I'm just kind of, I keep wanting to go back to this, so I'm going to. There's a lot of people with guilt and shame, and I know that my dad speaks a lot about, about getting rid of guilt and getting rid of shame. And your miracle can be the fact that you don't have to, you don't have to remember your past. You don't have to constantly reflect on your past to go after God. God isn't as concerned about your past as he is about your future. And because of that, you shouldn't be as concerned about your past as you are about your future. You can't do anything about your past, but you can change your present, you can change your future. And we at this church believe so much in this that we have, we have, pro, we have things that will help you do that. Um, my, like, I, I don't know exactly who's leading them all, but we've got the Genesis program, we've got the Pure Desire course. We've got these things that, like, if you want help, getting, getting, walking out of shame and rejection, and even if that's as simple as, as, um, as you self-sabotage, you have this opportunity in front of you, and you give them your list of faults and failures, saying, I'm, I don't, I, I, who am I that I should get this job? It could be as simple as that. That's a sign of shame and rejection. Yeah. So I just want to quickly, I just, I want to pray over you guys um, because I believe that a, a word like about giving your yes to God, um, there's, there's some anxiety and, and stress that will hit if, you're, if you've got something big that you're like, God wants me to give you yes. And so I want to just, I want to read First Peter um, a verse of 1 Peter here. If you can put that up, please. 1 Peter 5, 7. There we are. It says, Pour out all your worries and stress on him and leave them there, for he always tenderly cares for you. And there's a lot of us that, that took our stress and gave it to God and decided that the next day, you know, I'm going to take that back. I'll take that back because I'm not enough. I'm going to take that back because what I've done disqualifies me. I'm going to take that back. But we are to leave our stress and our anxieties at the feet of Jesus. And most stress and anxieties generally come from soul wounds, come from, come from hurts in your heart that you need to deal with. And I would love to help you out. If there's, any, if there's anyone, please, private message Adam Berg, Wayne Thiessen, Megan Mayer, or just the Embassy Church page, or myself, I guess. I have to throw myself on that one too. Let us connect you with people who are going to help you. Because God wants you to live your full life and you'll live your full life now. So Father God, we just lift up everyone who's watching right now. We lift up, whether in this room or across Canada or the United States or wherever people are watching from, we just lift them up right now and we just say, Holy Spirit, have your way. Show them, I pray that you even right now are talking to them and bringing to their mind things that you want their yes in or things that maybe they need to say no in. I pray that you bring that to their mind right now. And God, I pray that you give them boldness and strength and courage to, to actually say yes. In Jesus' name. Um, well, I'm just going to read a verse and I'm going to leave it here with you. Um, 
Uh, the verse is in uh, 2 Chronicles uh, 16.9. And it says, For the eyes of the Lord move to and fro throughout the earth, so that he may support those whose heart are completely his. God's looking for your yes. That's what he's looking for. Yeah, and I'll just leave you with that. For more information about Embassy Church, visit our website at embassychurch.ca.